Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Grow As You Go podcast. This is your host, Michaela Deal. And this week in particular, I kind of just wanted to talk off the rails. And I feel like I haven't done that in a little bit, but I think some of the best things, it's like some of the best episodes are always just when I'm talking to you guys one-on-one or so it seems or feels like I'm just chatting with you face-to-face. And I just kind of wanted to talk about where I'm at currently in my life and just kind of give any peace of mind to anyone who might feel like they have no clue where their life is going right now. So I really just want to focus in this episode all about feeling lost in your life, feeling like you don't know where your life is going, feeling like you don't know where your career is going, feeling like you just don't know like what your life is going to end up as. And just the fact that that's okay. It's okay if you don't have all the answers today. You're not supposed to have all the answers. And it's okay if you went to college for one thing and you now don't want to do that anymore and you want to do something else. So I'm going to share a little bit about my personal experience in my life, my career, the things I've been through the past couple years that maybe you can relate to and just share with you where I'm at today and how hopeless I felt for a really, really long time and how confused I felt with knowing where my life was going to go. And I still feel pretty confused to be honest, but the longer you stick with the things that you're passionate about and you just keep prioritizing yourself and your peace and your goals, if something isn't working for you, do not force it to work. Whether that is a relationship, whether that is a job, whether that is literally a a location you're living in. If you feel like you're currently in a place and it just is not vibing with what you want your life to be vibing like, it's got to go. And I know it might be hard, especially if you went to school for that thing or there's all these other factors in your life or maybe you don't want to disappoint people, whether that's parents or a significant other or maybe a relationship is over and it's hard for you to accept that. But all these things, if there are things that are holding us back in our lives, are there for a reason. You're having these problems for a reason. You can only try for so long to make something that feels so incredibly impossible work. Until you realize, you know what, I literally have to do this for myself and I have to move on from this. I have to try something new. I have to, I owe it to myself to prioritize my goals, my dreams, and my passions. So this episode, I'm going to be kind of explaining to you what my goals, my dreams, and my passions are, what they were whenever I was younger and when I was figuring out what I wanted to do with my life and what they're looking like today. And even if you don't have the answers whenever you know that that isn't what you want to do anymore, let's say the longer you continue working on your goals and your dreams. And the second that you prioritize the things that you actually want in life and make a big change and like a huge step in the right direction, you're going to see every single thing work out for you. And all the things meant for your life are going to come rushing in and all the things that are not meant for your life are going to exit the door. Okay. And I mean that. So just starting off with this, I would say, again, if you don't know where your life is going, I don't really think anyone does. To be honest, I think a big part of life is that everybody acts like they have it all figured out, but nobody actually does. And I think that that's something that no one wants to talk about. But like the most successful people today, even if you listen to them on podcast or whatever, they too have imposter syndrome. They too get in their heads about things. They too are figuring it out as we go each and every day you are literally kind of having to put on the, what's the, what's the saying? The saying is, um, fake until you make it. Like that is essentially how you get to where you want to go in life before being ready. Because there's never a time that that you're going to be like, you know what? Today's the day I'm ready today. Like, honestly, there's never going to be a day where 
where you want to tackle all your fears. You're ready to go full-fledged into this one thing. If something's giving you anxiety, if something's stressing you out, you're never just going to be ready to do that thing. And I think like a huge like example of this would be whenever we are younger, we don't have a choice if we want to go to high school or not. We have to go. You know what I mean? Like we have no freaking choice. So all these choices up until the age of 18 years old were being made for us, whether they were the right ones or the wrong ones, whether you're getting cared for the ways you need to be cared for. Marshall, why are you trying to dig right now? What is going on? I'm sorry, my dog's behind me trying to dig into the rug as if he's going to find a hole that has never been found. (laughs) Like what on earth? (laughs) He navigated his way up to the couch in here. He's so funny. But so basically... Every single choice that has ever been presented to you in your life, you really haven't had a say. Like, yeah, you had you had the say a little bit, but like you didn't actually have much of the say because you didn't have to think like, do I want to go to high school? You don't have a choice. You're going. You know what I mean? You have to. It's a non-negotiable for you to succeed in life. You have to have that college degree. And obviously some people drop out or... Um, decide like maybe they have like the option to drop out and like pursue other careers or something I don't know but just speaking for the majority of people in the world if that is something that they are um, privileged enough to do which is going to high school I know everybody isn't privileged with that unfortunately in the world but we don't have a choice so my point with this is once we get older I think decisions become really overwhelming to us because we never had to make decisions for ourselves. Like we never actually had to. So I feel like from, I feel like high school, yeah, like some people might say it was anxiety inducing, but like I never got anxious about going to high school really because like that was just what I had to do. You know what I mean? It's like going to work. Like if you have to go to work, you go to work and you figure it out. You know what I mean? But I feel like work is different because you are getting yourself in that situation. You're choosing that career. You're choosing what you want to do for the rest of your life. And with high school, you didn't have to have it all figured out yet. Like it was just going to school. It wasn't that deep. You didn't really have homework. You could figure it all out, right? Then you have to figure out at the age of 18, suddenly, even though you can't drink alcohol, I've I've said this before, it really just like, it kind of blows my mind. Even though you are not legally of age to drink alcohol for like three or four other years, whatever, because your brain is not developed yet, somehow, even though we can't have a beverage, we are able to actually make a decision that is literally predicting the rest of our lives and our futures, which seems crazy to me. Why, if our brains aren't developed yet, would you trust us to make a decision that's going to affect the rest of our lives, you know? So that's my point with that. But I think that that's why it can seem so overwhelming whenever you are finally figuring out what you want to do, because you don't know what you want to do at the age of 18 years old when you have to choose. You literally don't know. You're taking every single thing that you've been preconditioned to think from your surroundings, from high school, from influences that you had in your life, wherever you got the idea to do whatever it is that you chose to do. Obviously, it was for a reason, but we might not we might not have even known that that's what we wanted to do yet so it's just kind of hard to back up an idea that you have when you're 18 and stick with it for the rest of your lives. So I think that it's super normal if you are somebody who went to college and maybe you decided to college isn't for you. Newsflash, it is not for everybody. You don't need a college degree in this day and age to make a really good living. And that's just like simple as that. There's so many ways to make income these days. So maybe that's something that you did. You decided you wanted to go to school and then you switched up. Or maybe you went to school for one thing, but you switched your major like seven times. I think that that's normal and I think that that's fine. And I think that it's hard to know what you want to do unless you're trying on all the different outfits of things, you know? And some people, yeah, they might get it right right away and it might work out and they might love it. And I think that that's amazing. But I think that 
we need to normalize the fact that like, it's okay to not know what you want to do with the rest of your life. Because I think for me, at least I was never opened up to like all the different job titles and all the different ways. I didn't, I didn't know anything. Like if just to like get a little bit, um, personal about like my life and my upbringing, my dad was a prison guard. So he was a corrections officer. So like, that's what he did. And like, he didn't have like much college at all. And my mom, she never worked a day in my life. Okay. She's 62 years old. She's never worked one day in my entire life. Okay. So I never saw that like work hustle. I never saw that from her. I did see that from my dad a little bit, but like, I don't know what it was inside of me that made me decide that I wanted to become a dental hygienist, but I just came up with that idea and I ran with it. So I don't know. Like just I never really saw that growing up. And my point with that is that I wasn't educated from my family. My family never took the time to explain to me, at least to my knowledge, to try to teach me the different occupations and you know, all those types of things. I know I was really passionate about drawing. I know I was very passionate about singing from a young age. Um, so those were two things I think that honestly I would have loved to like get into that kind of stuff. But I wasn't raised from money. We didn't have any type of, you know what I mean? My parents didn't have the resources probably or the knowledge to actually get me into the things that I might've been really passionate about in like the creative arts in that type of way. But everything happens for a reason. And I don't know where dental hygiene came from. And people always ask me like, what got you into being a dental hygienist? Like what made you, even patients will ask me this. And I think it's just so funny because I wish I had a better answer, but I don't know. Like, I don't know, like seriously, if God gave me that idea, I mean, I'm sure he did, but I think it was just put in my life, in my brain. And I was so passionate about it for no reason. I've never seen somebody be a dental hygienist before. Like it's almost laughable, but I always loved going to the dentist as a kid and at least the story that I came up with that I would tell people is that like, I know a lot of people don't like the dentist, which is true. And I wanted to make it a place that people could look forward to coming to, which is also true. But at first I originally thought I wanted to be a dentist. And I think the main reason for that was because I liked telling people that I was going to be a dentist because their reaction, they were like, oh, cool. Cause like, that is a big deal. Like who doesn't want to like say they're being like, they want to be a dentist. Everyone would be super proud of me. <laughs> so I think I got, I just kind of was figuring it out and I didn't know obviously what I wanted to do, but that was the plan. So I didn't do a lot of research when it came to colleges or anything like that. I was really good in school and like academics. Like I got good grades and stuff in high school and like I took dual enrollment classes like my senior year I want to say but I never took school super seriously in terms of colleges and like applying to colleges whenever I was that age like I was at the age where I was prioritizing my friends I was prioritizing the wrong things like honestly and I just was viewing college as a way to go and make experiences and honestly get drunk. Like that's where, that's what I was thinking at the age of 18. I was like, I want to go to a school that my friends go to. Like it was so dumb. So, so stupid. But I want to go to a school that my friends go to so that I can have a good time basically. And like a good life experience. So I went to IUP, which is Indiana university of Pennsylvania. And that's the only college I applied to guys. That's the only one. The acceptance rate I knew was good. I knew I had good grades. I wasn't concerned about it. I knew I could go to dental school there or pre-dental. And that was the plan. And just, I could, I could go on about so many different things right now, to be honest, but moral of the story, it was a party school and both of my friends, like my best friends were going there. So I was like, Oh, perfect. 
But, I mean, don't do that. Like, don't go to a school just because it's where your friends go. This is a decision that's literally, like, changing the rest of your life. So I went to that school for one full year. I took prerequisites to be a dentist. Um, so that would have been, like, one, like year one of eight that I would have had to do. And it, was, it would have been four years at IUP. And then I would have went to a grad school um, for dental school or whatever. So I knew pretty quickly, um, taking like college chemistry that I was like, I absolutely do not want to take organic one, organic chem one and two. I do not want to take biochem one and two. Like, I'm not doing this. Like, this is just not what I'm, I, I just didn't care to go through that type of schooling. And I knew before I even went to college, I'm going to be honest that a dental hygienist was more up my alley, but I think there was like a little bit of a stigma at least around going to a trade school And I don't know for what, because trade schools are so superior in my opinion. Like you, instead of you taking all these bullshit classes that you literally don't need and wasting even more money, you can just go to the school that you're going to be taking all of your like clinical classes in. Like that's just way more, that's, that was way more on par with what I wanted to be doing and way more on par with what makes sense, I think, in a college situation. But I realized after one year at IUP, I was like, you know what? Like, I don't want to do this. I, I just had like the come to Jesus moment of like, what are you doing? Like, this is actually not a joke. You are spending thousands of dollars that you're going to have to pay back one day. You need to figure this out real quick because what are you up to? Like, I had a reality check hit me in the face because I realized this actually is my life. And this isn't a game and I need to figure it out. I need to quit wasting money because if you don't want to be a dentist, we got to get out of here real quick. So I made the decision to apply to Pennsylvania College of Technology, which is Penn State's tech school. So that's up in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. And I I transferred there. So after having one full year of college at IUP and undergrad, I transferred to Penn Tech. And that is when I had one year of prerequisites for the dental hygiene program. And that took me about a year to get my math and science GPA where it needed to be to get accepted into the program quickly because I also had to take like micro, anatomy, one and two, like all the stuff that I didn't have coming from a different college. So I killed myself for real. Like I I grinded to get like all A's in all my classes so I could get accepted into the program super quick because I was so passionate about dental hygiene and so passionate about getting to where I am right now, like honestly. And... So I did it and I got into the program within a year and it took me two years to finish the program. That is how long the dental hygiene program is. And just to explain it, because I know a lot of my listeners are dental hygiene students, dental hygienists, all that stuff. And I will be doing episodes solely on dental things because I know a lot of you guys really want me to get deeper into that stuff for you. But briefly, with my dental hygiene program, first semester you were working on the other um, students in your class, like you're literally just like learning how to hold instruments and stuff and like getting eval on instruments. So like you're literally like, once you're in the program, you're taking the classes that are so, so, so beneficial to your career, which is why I love trade schools. And I think trade schools are so cool because like I said, I think big time universities, I know they serve a purpose and stuff, but what is half of the stuff you're taking? And tell me why you need all of that. Like, it's just like so excessive to me. But so yeah, first semester, it was just kind of using instruments on each other and getting eval And then second semester, that is when we started to see patients. So I think we saw like eight patients or something like that. I don't even really remember, to be honest. I don't honestly remember, but <laughs> basically started seeing patients and 
um, you had like really long ass appointments with your patients. Like in the real world today, you see a patient in an hour. In dental hygiene school, you would see one patient for three hours. Okay, wait. You would see, no, this is actually insane now that I'm thinking about this. You would see one patient at least twice in, in a clinical setting. So that's like two, I don't even remember how long clinic was, but I want to say you like at least the first semester that we were seeing patients because it was like so new to us, you would come in as a patient in the clinic and you would have to come in two separate times for like three hours each to be a patient. And it was free. You could get like free treatment done and stuff and all that. But like it shouldn't have taken that long, but it took that long because we had to get eve out on everything. We had to get approved, you know what I mean, before we could move on to certain points of the appointment and everything. So, you know, just craziness. But that was dental hygiene school. So that was like the second semester. And then the third semester um, of that, like obviously it gets a little bit crazier. You're doing different things. Um, so you're getting quicker each semester that you're seeing patients. And so they're getting a little bit shorter. And like by the time that you're a senior, senior, like it's your last semester um, in dental hygiene school, you are probably seeing a patient like in like one, one of those appointments, if you can help it, I would say like you could maybe get a patient done in one appointment um, just to give anyone an idea for anyone that cares. I don't even know if any of you guys care about this, but moral of the story of that. And then we also learned local anesthesia. So that is giving injections. So I went to school again in Pennsylvania and some states, this is not legal for you to give injections, but that is where I went. So it was just a part of the curriculum there. So I was literally giving injections to my classmates and I am licensed to give local anesthetic to patients basically, but I cannot do that here in Texas because it's not legal for hygienists to do so because Texas is very behind the times. Um, in a lot of states, as some states still are, but here they do nitrous oxide more so. And in Pennsylvania, they do local anesthesia. So instead of me having to wait for a dentist to give the injection, like I am fully capable of giving an injection myself, but I cannot do that in the state of Texas. So that was my curriculum and everything. And then I graduated as a dental hygienist and I do have an associate's degree in dental hygiene from Penn Tech. So it's a Penn State diploma, which is pretty cool. But yeah, so that's kind of how that worked and everything. And I was very proud of myself and like I did what I had to do and I grinded and I did it and I got my degree. And even when I was in dental hygiene school, I want to say like there were times where I was like, I hope I like this. You know what I mean? Like because you're really like, you're in it now. But either way, to be honest, between you and me, I always wanted to have a way to make money and supply for myself no matter what without having to depend on anybody. I never wanted to have to depend on a man. I never wanted to have to depend on anybody other than myself to have a way to supply for me and possibly my kids one day or whatever. So that was a mindset that I had just seeing the way that I was raised and seeing how my mom never worked a day in my life. I knew that would never be me. And this was literally a huge, huge, huge goal for myself that I set and we made a baby. So I'm really proud of myself in general, obviously for doing that. But I think it's good to always have a way to make money no matter what. And that's why I'm very happy that I did that. But now I'm kind of at the point where I'm trying to pursue other things because I have given dental hygiene my all. And even though a part of me really does love it, a part of me also doesn't and knows that I need more in my life. I'm too damn creative. I have too many things going on in my head. I think that like for me to just sit there and just do the same thing for 40 years is just unrealistic and it's too repetitive. And for me, it's too mundane and it's mentally draining. It's physically draining. My right wrist is literally like freaking going through it. It gives me so many problems. So I'm at the point now where I'm like, this is not like 
super baller of me to not be able to use my wrist properly at the age of 25. So I'm having issues with it. And like I do certain stretches and stuff and I'm trying to really like do things that are like therapeutic to help it. But currently I'm only working one day a week. And even on my day this week that I worked, I was literally in pain during my appointments. I was like, this is just not it. And I shouldn't have to um, sacrifice my like the way that I use my body, like for my job, you know what I mean? At the age of 25. So I don't know, even my back, like I'll have issues with all of that. But the main thing for me is my wrist. And obviously I'll keep doing it until I have, like I can't, or I don't want to anymore. But that is something that it comes along with dental hygiene. You really do. Like it is very physically demanding. You are constantly running and rushing around and like trying to make things work with like very, very little time in your appointments. And there are a lot of pros and cons and I will do an episode fully diving into dental hygiene pros and cons and all those things for you guys, the ones that really want to hear it. But this episode in particular, I just wanted to kind of share where I wanted to go at one point, kind of what I want to do now and just kind of give an idea that like it's okay to switch up where you thought your life was going to go and it's totally normal if that happens. So once I graduated and everything, I decided that I wanted to move to Pittsburgh to start working. I knew I didn't want to start working in my small town of Tyrone, Pennsylvania, where there's like one dental office, like no thanks. And I knew that I didn't want to stay in a super rural area. I didn't want to be like super close to home. I wanted to go far away that I kind of had like a little bit of space away from home, but I could go home if needed. So for me, it was Pittsburgh. I always wanted to move to Pittsburgh ever since I was younger. And it worked out because at the time, the person that I was in a relationship with also was in Pittsburgh. So that was kind of part of it too, but also like unrelated. I honestly would have wanted to do that anyways. But so that's what I did. And the first month of me working as a dental hygienist, there's so many different things about dental and there's so many different types of offices that you can work in. There's corporate, there's private practice, but I'll get more into that in a different episode. But basically my first job that I had, I knew it wasn't it. It was a corporate office. I didn't really care about anything. I just like, I knew instantly working as a dental hygienist for me, I was like, oh, this is it. Like, this is it. This is what I'm doing every day. Okay. And it's like, I knew it, but like, I didn't know it because dental hygiene school is different than dental hygiene in real life. And I definitely do like dental hygiene in real life more than I did school, but it's hard for you to get a real idea of what your career is going to be like until you're doing it, you know? So I do like dental hygiene to a degree. I really do, but it's just like so repetitive. And I think that a lot of patients don't like being there and there's just so many things that I could talk about it. But basically my first job that I had, I knew pretty quickly of doing it within a month that that job in particular, I didn't like it enough to stay there. And I was like, I don't care. I'm a fresh grad. Like I'm not going to use this as job like stuff anyways. Like I'm not going to use this on my resume. So I'm just going to basically like quit this job and get another one. So I ended up quitting and I put my two weeks in, but I'm pretty sure they just said like leave. And I was like, all right, whatever. So Then I got another job. That's the main reason that I left that job because I found another job. And at the time I thought because it was a different type of dental office, me not having much job experience or really understanding much about it because they just don't teach you in dental hygiene school, like really what you want in an office. Like they really don't. So I do want to explain that to you guys so that anyone who maybe can benefit from that that information, I can give it to you because I feel like I know a lot of shit at this point, but that's for my dental hygiene peeps. But anyways, so then that second job that I had, um, let's just say that the freaking dentist I worked for, so my employer was crazy and he would throw instruments around like he was very mighty mouse energy, like just like 
very disrespectful to employees and I've learned the hard way, but like I should have not worked there in the first place because during my interview at that job, he was talking crap about another hygienist that worked for him saying how she always called off or something and gave like BS excuses and how she, he like gave me all this information about how she quit her job through a text and it's like, sir, why are you telling me all this? Like I'm literally interviewing to work here and you're not really making yourself look super cool at the moment but at the same time I was a fresh grad I didn't know any better and I was just excited to have a job that was paying me like three more dollars an hour so I took it and I was there for one month again so I I worked at this one job the one that I quit for one month and then I worked at this job with him for one month because also on top of him throwing instruments he also wanted me to not diagnose gum disease so that was a big part of that so he was literally telling me even if you could see bacteria under the gums on patients and everything that like we weren't going to treat it basically and I thought that that's what he was telling me because there'd be things in the notes from like the previous hygienist saying this person needs like gum therapy but even though I would be like hey like this was noted like six months ago that this patient needs this he'd be like oh it's all right it's okay and like kind of brush me off so I was picking up on what he was doing and so me trying not to quit there unless I absolutely had to I was like hey like I'm definitely like hearing that you don't want me to treat gum disease and I just kind of want to know like if am I misunderstanding you and he was like here's the thing Michaela and he's like I know what they teach you in school but if patients are in pain when they come to the dentist they're not going to want to come back so verbatim what this man said to me instantly got it heard it loud and clear and I grabbed my instruments I grabbed all my things and I left and I quit Never stay at a job that is making you unhappy, but never stay at a job that is unethical and literally putting your license in danger. So that's what that was for me, but I also didn't like it anyways. So I quit. And at that point I was like, I'm not accepting another job without me knowing exactly what I want. So I decided to temp as a dental hygienist in Pennsylvania for two months. So that's what I did. I used the temping agency and I don't remember what the temping agency was that I worked through to be honest. Um, and I could figure it out if you guys want to know that information for my dental people again, but just giving you guys a little bit of my job backgrounds here. You can already see as a recent grad, I went through two jobs in two months and then I temped for two months. So temping is really cool because it gave me a lot of insight on what I like and what I don't like in offices and all of that stuff. So it's a really, really, really good way for you to learn. So if you're ever a new grad, I highly, 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 highly recommend that you start as a temp because that way you will find jobs that you like and you're technically doing working interviews anyways, which you should be doing as a dental hygienist. You should not be taking a job without a working interview. And even one day isn't enough to do as a working interview for you to know if you actually should be working there because people can put on a good front for a week honestly like they can put on a front but like the longer you're there you kind of see how things actually are so a temp it's kind of nice because you're gonna see how people act because like you're not interviewing so like they're being more themselves so if you see things that are like not really your vibe you don't have to work there and you never have to go back but if you do like that office you can see what it's like and they'll want to hire you because if they are using a temp they are in need of a dental hygienist probably anyways and it's a good way for you to form that relationship and network and stuff with multiple offices. So you always have job opportunities. I found a lot of people that wanted to hire me through temping, but I actually ended up taking a job that I found through like a Facebook group in Pittsburgh, downtown and like the BNY Mellon building. And that was my favorite job ever. So I worked there for, I want to say a year. I think it was like, yeah, it was, it was like a year exactly. And 
I, I would have stayed there, but the only reason I didn't was because I decided I wanted to move to Austin. So when I moved to Austin in 2020, um, I moved in October of 2020. So I worked there from like November of 2019 to October of 2020. So that was my situation. I met so many freaking good friends there. Really, really good doctors. I love them. Dr. Jack and Dr. Joyce, I love you. I know you're not listening to this, but I freaking love you. And they're, they're just the freaking sweetest. And I really felt like I found like family through them. And it was just a really, really good work environment for the most part. And I, some of my best friends, like literally back home are my coworkers from there. None of us work there anymore, but that was my really good job that I had. And that is why I don't work there anymore because I ended up moving and everything. But even working at that office that I really liked, I knew dental hygiene wasn't for me. I would be able to find enjoyment through it a little bit more because I really enjoyed the people I was working with. But at the end of the day, dental hygiene was just not my jam. So I moved to Austin and I accepted a job um, through a Zoom interview before I even came here. And it was a really cute office. I was excited about it. And I met a lot of my friends that I have in Austin today through this job. So I'm glad everything happens for a reason. I'm very, very happy about the way things worked out. And I did like a lot of things about that office, but it was the worst job that I've ever had. <laughs> so um, there was just a lot of negative stuff that went on in that office that was just like higher up related and a toxic work environment and just... I wouldn't wish a work environment like that on anyone. So if you ever in a situation like that, please do not feel like you have to stay there. Like do not. But I stayed there for six months. I really tried to give it um, a good go. And I excelled well at the job. Like I did really well. I tried out new things. Like I was good at production at this job and everything. And I did like my coworkers and stuff. So it was just, and it was, it was a really, really nice office. Like gorgeous equipment modern in a cool location it was on south congress in austin so that was that was really cool too but then i ended up quitting there because i needed a day off and i wasn't able to get it and there's just a lot of things like i said that just were not aligning with me and the things that i wanted in my everyday life so i got another job and I had this job lined up before I left and I put my two weeks in. Like I always will put my two weeks in at a job. If you ever want to quit, always offer a two weeks, even if you don't want to do it, If unless you really have to get out of there. But most of the time they will appreciate that and then you can leave on good terms. Um, definitely something that I would recommend. But so I found this job and the main reason I left was because they would not give me the one thing that I was asking for for my mental health, which was a day off. And as a dental hygienist, you can literally find a job that will give you what you want. Like you really have your pick of the litter when it comes to hours that you want, all that stuff. You just have to look. So I ended up finding a place that was offering more money and less, less working hours. So I was like, absolutely. So I took that job. I was there for six months. Also, each of these jobs, the one thing that were like the one thing that stood the same, I was not vibing with my career. I was good at it. I enjoyed it. I found a lot of things in it that were easy I was good at it. I was beat bopping around. I'm really good at my job. But if it's costing me my mental health and my peace, and it, if you're doing something every single day and you feel like there's something else out there for you, this this whole point of this whole thing that I'm doing right now is to let you know to go and explore that. You owe it to yourself to explore the things that you're interested in and to give yourself the opportunity to possibly bring your dreams to life because the older you get, the less likely you're going to want to do that because change is uncomfortable. And that's the biggest thing that I could tell you is that it's never going to be the right time. You're never going to want to force yourself out of your comfort zone. You're never going to want to just get up and move. 
But a lot of times, whenever you're sitting and putting up with things that you shouldn't be putting up with over time, you get to a point in your life where if something's not meant to be there, it you're going to be kicked out of it quick. Like something's going to happen that's going to get you out of it. Whether you were put in such a awful situation and mental headspace that you have no other option than to be like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. You know what I mean? So no matter what, you will not end up in a place that you're not meant to be at whether you think that or not, even if you think, you know what, I'm just going to stay here. No, if something's really, really, really making your life shitty, it's not, you're not going to end up, even if you think you might end up there, like something's going to happen in your life to get you out of that thing, to get you where you're meant to go. I truly believe that every single thing in your life happens for a reason at the time that it's meant to, you go through all these crappy times in your life to show you the things that are really meant to work for you and to show you The things like, for instance, if I wouldn't have went through this really crappy time in my life, I wouldn't have all the things that I know now to teach one, you guys, and also have the mindset that I do to follow my dreams. Like I was put through so much shit when I'm like over the past couple years and through all those crappy trials and tribulations that I went through, all the relationships that I lost, all the friends that I thought maybe would be with me for the rest of my life that just weren't a relationship that I thought that was going to be with me for the rest of my life that just wasn't. And this isn't to like bring up anything negative on those things. But if you can relate to that, I want you to know that going through all those things, it's for a reason. And even though it might seem so freaking hard and you might feel so lonely for such a long amount of time and you might have to really try to figure out how to pick yourself up and dust yourself off and figure out how to get up and move on with your life. And it might be really hard for you, especially when you're going through maybe career stuff too. And you don't know where anything is going in your life. I want you to know those things are happening for a reason for you to learn from them. They're a part of the lesson in life that you're supposed to go through to get all the stuff that you got to pile together to teach people how to get through those times. You're going to be helping people, whether you know it or not, people in your life, your friends, people see the things that you are going through and the, the information that you give them, the advice that you give them each and every day, whether you think it has any type of influence or not, you're really helping the people not only in your lives, but also anyone in the world that you come into contact with. If you didn't have that shitty relationship, you wouldn't know how good it feels to have a great one. If you didn't have that shitty friendship, you wouldn't know how amazing it feels to have a great one. From all the bad things that happen in life, it shows you just how amazing all the good things are. So by having a job that I just am not meshing with every single day, it's forcing me out of my comfort zone to literally throw myself into the uncomfortable to brainstorm and figure out what it is that I'm passionate about, which I have figured out. And what it is that I'm meant to be doing with my life, which I'm still figuring out fully, but I definitely have a good idea at this point, which where I want my life to go. But if I wouldn't have went through all those things that I'm telling you right now, I wouldn't have had the realizations of this is what I'm meant to do. This is what I'm passionate about. I would have never found those things if I would have been in those relationships and friendships still. If I was back in Pennsylvania, I'm telling you right here, right now, I know for a fact I wouldn't have found the things that I'm passionate about today. I have completely changed. And so many people, I think I've heard this. I remember I've heard this when I was like when, when back in Pennsylvania, I've heard this before where like girls always say that they're going to change or like you, they, they always think like, Oh, I'm a completely new person, like in a year, but like, obviously you're not. No, 
you really can change in a year. You can really change just from the things that you go through in life each and every day. So if anyone ever says something like that to you, just know that person has not experienced any type of self-personal growth and they don't know what it's like. Because when you experience completely evolving and changing as a human being over the course of three years, you have changed as a person. The things that you used to align with no longer align with you anymore. The things that you used to put up with, you aren't putting up with that anymore. You're not passionate about those things anymore. You don't care to maybe go and get blacked out every single weekend like you used to. Hi, that used to be me. And not that I don't think those things are fun still, but within reason, I don't get blackout drunk anymore. That used to be something that I was notorious for. I was known for that. That was like my personality. And that is sad, okay? That was just, that was just, that's just, I should have more to offer in life and I do. But I'm just letting you know that like the things that I used to be known for, if people in my life previously that haven't talked to me in years were to talk to me today, I think they would be shook a little bit. I think they would be a little bit shook at the fact that, I don't know, that I I just have different interests, I guess. And I, I feel like I'm just a lot, I'm very different, but also very much so the same, I would say when it comes to my personality and stuff. But I think I've definitely changed. So that little thing I'm telling you right here is just to let you know that you really can change in a year and you really can step into the person that you've always wanted to become if you allow yourself to. You have to simply give yourself permission to evolve, to change, and to grow. It's something that might be a little uncomfy, but the more you stick to it, the more that you decide each and every day, you know what, I'm not going to do this one thing that I know doesn't work for me anymore. Whether that be sleeping in, whether that be hanging out with people that just aren't serving you or just like hanging around with people that maybe bring your energy down a little bit. If you're like, I'm not going to be doing that, like I need to be doing this instead that right there is a very small change that's going to have a huge effect on your life. The people you spend time with, that bleeds into you. You are the five people you spend the most time with, for real. So I kind of am ranting. I told you guys this would be a ranting episode. So I hope you guys are following my little ADHD mind. But I feel like a lot of this pertains to exactly what I'm talking about, but I'm kind of beep bopping all over the place. The point is, you can think that you want to do something at the age of 18, and you can change your mind. And that's okay. And I know that there might be a lot of things involved when it comes to not disappointing parents, not disappointing the people that believed in you to do said thing in the first place, or disappointing yourself maybe because you might have really wanted that thing and you did it and you might be a little disappointed in yourself thinking, why am I not happy with this? And I can totally tell you that I can relate to that. And I think I'm kind of realizing it as I'm saying it right now without me even realizing it, but it's really defeating to know that you went to school for something and you put your all into it and you really, really liked it and it just didn't work out for you. And I want you to know that that's not a loss. If anything, that's a win because one, it showed how hardworking you are and it showed you that you really can achieve whatever it is that you want to achieve in life if you put your mind to it, whether that be what you went to school for or something that now you're realizing you want to switch up and maybe start your own business or whatever it may be, like just know that it's not a loss and it's okay that you changed your mind. You didn't know better. And it's cool to always have that to look back on, to have your freaking degree. You can always get a job again. Okay. You can get a job doing literally whatever you want. If you want to be an Uber driver, guess what? You can be one. Okay. It's not hard to get a job in today's day and age. I don't think, um, but especially if you have a degree to fall back on, there's always a way to make money. 
even if it's bartending, even if it's serving, even if it's working at a golf course, there's always a way to make money. You just have to have that work ethic and you have to have that drive. It doesn't matter what kind of job you have. It just matters if that job is making you mentally okay. Like, are you all right? Or are you literally hanging on by thread? Because I want you to know that sometimes, even though it seems so hard, so freaking hard for you to maybe walk away from a job that you know isn't good for your mental health, once you make the decision to do that, I just want you to know how proud of you I am if that is something that you ever come to terms with because it's not easy to do. Because like I said, it's kind of like you're accepting defeat in a way. And if you view it that way, don't. But I'm I'm just letting you know I can relate to that, I think, because it can be hard because you're like, I did this and like, it's a good job. And like, I wish I was content with it. And I wish I was like, okay with this and just making this money. And like, that was all I wanted. But if you have a little burning flame inside of you that is simply wanting more, it's not for nothing. That little flame is there because you're meant to pursue something else that's probably going to change your life. And it's probably exactly like that's your purpose. Whatever you are passionate about doing, whether that's serving other people, whether that's talking about mental health, whether that's talking about flowers, I don't know, whatever it is, you get the point. If you're passionate about something, it's for a reason. And I urge you to explore that in a way that is not putting you in a bad place financially, unless you are able to do that. I know some people sometimes quitting is the best thing for your mental health. And I also think quitting, if you're able to afford it, if you have like savings and stuff is sometimes the best way for you to just fully dive into something because it's really hard to put your energy into a different place whenever you're mentally drained from the job that you might have. But if anyone ever wants to talk about jobs, stuff like this or whatever, feel free to DM me. But I know how hard it is because this is something I've been dealing with for years. And I know how it can feel like nobody really understands. And it can be really defeating whenever all the people around you that you're friends with love their job or aren't in a place that you're at. And it might make you just feel like, why can't I just be happy doing this? But it's like, no, you can't force a freaking glove on your foot. Okay, if it's just not fitting, it just might not be it just might not be it. So my point is, even after I had all those jobs and everything that I tried, and as you can see, I really tried to make it work. I'm not the type of person to just quit jobs. That's not me. And I dental offices in general are some of the worst places that you can work at. And I know that that's not going to sound or like make much sense to a lot of people if like they don't work in dental. But if you work in dental, you know exactly what I'm talking about. There's so many different personalities. A lot of dentists, it, they can be very hard to work for or just like disrespectful. And not that it's impossible to find a good office. You can find good offices and I have found some, but I know dental hygiene isn't what I want to be doing every single day. So that's why for me, after quitting, you know what I mean? Those jobs and like trying out, cause I worked at one, two, three, four, five. I've worked at five different offices in the past three and a half years and I worked as a temporary dental hygienist in two different states. So I did that in Pennsylvania for two months. And then after I moved here in Texas, I worked at one office for six months, another office for six months. Then I worked as a temporary dental hygienist for the past year and a half. So since the beginning of 2021, which is pretty, wait, I don't know if I'm telling you the truth. I want to say since the beginning of 2022 and now we're in 2023. So I've been temping since January of 2022. And I'm going to be honest, there's a lot of pros and cons, but I love temping. You can change your schedule. You get to set your rate for pay. You get to not really have any boss that you have to like talk to. You literally just go into the office. You know what I mean? You have a new set of people each and every day. It keeps you out of the drama. 
And, you know, there's just a lot of pros and cons. And I will do an episode again talking about like all that stuff. But this episode is not fully about that. So I don't want to talk too much about that. But I really tried my best to make that work. And I really, really wanted it to. But it still just wasn't hitting. And I tried everything in my power, as you can tell, to make it work and find a way to make dental hygiene more of a thing that I found doable. And it just isn't it. So what I'm currently doing, I went for, so like I said, I tempt um, in Austin since January of 2022. So in August of 2022, I went back to three days a week. I was working four days a week up until August of last year. Then I went to three days. And then at some point I kind of went down to like two to three days a week. And I'm at the point right now in April of 2023 that I'm working like one day a week. And the reason for that is because I know I'm looking to make a career change. And that career change requires a lot of my time. And I'm a very creative person and a part, huge part of my job is to be a creative. And if I'm not feeling creative because my mental health isn't feeling super great from the days that I'm working, it's hard for me to show up as my best self and believe that I can bring in the right stuff that I need to bring in for my other job. So my goal with dental hygiene was to be done by July 16th of 2023. And I made that promise to myself in January. And then I realized recently, I was like, well, I'm actually going to be in Denver during that time. So I need to change that date because that's not going to really make sense. I'd have to be done even sooner. So my goal right now is to be done by June 16th of 2023. And it's April. Holy crap. That's actually so crazy. My life is about to look so different, guys. I'm seriously kind of freaking out. I just had that realization. That was, it's literally two months away. But Right now, I'm barely working as a dental hygienist. I'm working like one day a week, maybe two. I think next week I'm working two. But my goal is to completely step away. Um, and I think it's honestly going to happen sooner than June, to be honest with you. I think that I'm just going to completely clear my schedule and stop accepting it if I can because I have other forms of income that are coming in. So the things I'm super passionate about, I will talk about really quickly. Um, creating content is, I love it. I love it so much. And I love being able to form a community and I love being able to share my story to help other people. I think that that's what my purpose is. I really, truly, really, truly mean that. And I think that I've seen just in the short amount of time that I have been sharing my story, how many people I've positively affected, how many people have wrote into me and told me how much I've changed their life just from me sharing me and being myself. And I think that that feels so good because that's all I want to do. I want to help anyone with any problem that they have. And if it, like, I have no problem obviously sharing my life, as you guys can tell, I don't. It doesn't bother me in the slightest. So, I think that that's what I'm meant to do. I think that I'm meant to share my own personal story to help other people and help them figure out what they're meant to do with their lives and give any tips on mindset, positivity, mental health, all that stuff, because I definitely have struggled with all these things. And that goes back to my point in the beginning. If you didn't struggle with all these things in the past, I wouldn't have the answers that I have today to help people and to give all the information and the insight that I have. And I'm so passionate about self-help books and learning on ways to better yourself and just growing each and every day, finding things that are just great for you, make you feel great, health and wellness. Fitness is huge for me. I could see myself at some point possibly getting like my personal trainer certificate just to even make workout plans to possibly give to people because I think 
a lot of people I already get requested on like my personal workouts and I would love to be able to form workouts and help people in that way and just work with people one-on-one even if it's virtually so that's something that I am passionate about but health and wellness just overall is like my bread and my freaking butter and I love it so much and it nothing makes me feel better than like moving my body and like honest I really really freaking love it like I really do so I think that that's a huge part of where my life is meant to go on top of that obviously this podcast and being on here I love the podcast and I just want to continue fueling this and putting more and more into this and creating grow as you go as more of a clothing brand as well so I want to have merch that goes with this I want to make um, hoodie sweat sets I have like sayings and everything on how I want to design them so that is my whole goal and I know that it's going to be not a super easy thing and it's going to be something that's going to take a lot of investing and a lot of time but it's what I want to do also like I said creating content um, is something I'm very passionate about so a thing that I'm currently looking into and doing um, because I've been doing it pretty much anyways but just not in that specific way is creating UGC specifically which is user generated content so it's content for brands so I create the content that the brand puts on their Instagram their socials that kind of thing or what they run as ads online so even if it doesn't look like an ad there is money behind it possibly and it looks like an organic advertisement. So the more organic an ad is, the more likely people are to watch it, but only in a good way. Like I would never do that for things I actually don't think are like good products, but I would work with brands to make the content for their pages. And it's nice because then I don't have to post it on my pages. So it's a very, 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 very good way to make money. So that is something that I've been looking into too. Also affiliate marketing. There's so many different things that go into it, but also creating digital downloads. That's something that I'm looking into and doing because there's so many ways that I want to supply to my community, which is through even workout plans at some point in the future, giving meal ideas and making like a PDF, a downloadable for you guys to like actually have a list of good recipes to eat that are healthy, delicious options that make it easier for you to maybe hit your fitness goals and just help you. And I know so many people and this literally warms my heart. So many people have reached out to me that they have dealt with an eating disorder or they've dealt with a relationship with food. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of negative things that they've dealt with around food and they've told me I've helped them. And that right there is what I'm talking about. Somebody reaching out to me and letting me know that I've helped them in such a pivotal way. Like, are you kidding? Like, that's all I want in life. I love, I love it so much when I hear that kind of thing. So that is something that I'm very passionate about, like just creating that. I want to create a PDF for dental hygienists, like a downloadable course so that you guys can watch it and at your own leisure and have like a little Zoom thing with me so you can see me just telling you guys more in depth things about dental hygiene, things you want to avoid in offices, things that you um, want to look for in offices, like the green flags, the red flags, and just go really like in on that. And that's something I'm working on creating this year. So I have a lot of things coming up that I'm going to be needing to put my all into, you know? So that is why I need all of my time because I need to be creative. I need to be on it. And these things make me so happy. Like I love being able to just sit down and record this podcast and I love being able to create videos. And it's like, if I can make this my full-time job, why wouldn't I do that? Like, this is what I'm passionate about anyways. And if I'm making a difference, like what? Why would I, what do you, what do you mean? Like, why would I not want to do that? So also even like, um, just giving like oral hygiene tips via videos. So many of those videos I've made have went so viral. And like that right there is exactly what I'm talking about. The fact that I'm able to change anybody's lives in such a way, just cause I, I do have a degree and I am good at my job. I, I'm kind of learning how to, um, use my 
education as a dental hygienist in a different way because obviously clinical is great and all but that isn't what I want to do as I've just explained to you guys so it's cool that I'm able to do videos or even just make little downloadable free things for people in the world to see and find and have all my dental recommendations and advice that I would give I just love it. As you guys can tell, I really freaking love it. Lastly, something that I'm looking into is getting my coaching certificate so I can be an online coach. And that is honestly like a life coach. So to help anybody with anything, whether it's ADHD, whether it's with just anything in their lives, I think that it's something that I'm really, really good at and really passionate about, which is helping others. So I do want to get my certificate, which is something I'm planning on doing so that I can have clients on and to just help them in any way, just help them to achieve their goals. So there's so many things that I'm still figuring it out. And honestly, I'm just about to move in silence at this point, but I wanted to give you guys a little bit of an insight on where I'm at and the things that I'm kind of interested in and what I'm doing, because currently I'm not working dental hygiene much. And I just want you to know, if you don't know where your life is going, it's okay. Three years ago, I moved from Pennsylvania to Texas and I was depressed, like for real. Like I was I was just really not okay and I was so anxious and so lost and I felt so freaking alone and I was just going through it. And you don't wanna stay there. That's not a place that you wanna stay. So I just want you guys to know that if that is something that you've dealt with or you're currently in that situation right now, you owe it to yourself to keep pushing and to keep grinding and figuring out what it is you wanna do. Keep going to work, figure it out, but be coming up with a plan for yourself to get out of it. If it is a job thing, just know that there is more for you. Your current little season that you're in, this situation that you're in is not permanent. This is a very temporary thing that you're going to come out on the other side with answers and ways to change your life for the better. Okay? Like, I just want to let you know that it is going to get better. I promise. I promise that it is. And if you have any questions and if you need help in any way, feel free to reach out to me. I would love to chat with you and help you. But I love you guys. I hope that you like this episode. I wanted to do one where it was just kind of off the rails. So I hope you enjoyed me just, you know, talking because I haven't been following an outline. Some podcast episodes, most of them, I will try to follow a little bit of an outline for you guys to keep it more organized, keep it in check. But this one is basically just about if you feel lost and alone, I promise you there's light at the other side of the tunnel and you are going to find your purpose in this world. All these things that are happening, all these rejections that you're getting, they are to redirect you to get exactly where you're meant to go, okay? And to find all the happiness in your life that you probably never even imagined could happen. It's going to happen, every single thing. And I'm not even exactly where I want to be right now, honestly. But I do want you to know that it gets better and the things that you're currently struggling with are not going to be things that you're struggling with for the rest of your life. You just have to make the conscious decision to work on yourself. And it's not a super comfy thing to do, but you owe it to yourself and you owe it to your future partner if you want one. And you owe it to anybody that's in your life to work on yourself because everybody can always be working on something to become a better person, I think. But... I love you so freaking much. If you enjoyed the podcast, please rate it five stars. I would love that. I also have a Facebook group. So if you want to join it to kind of follow up with the podcast and everything, it is called Grow As You Go Podcast just on Facebook. It's a private group. So if you um, request to be in it, I will accept you. Each week, I'm going to try to get on there. And I want I wanted to have a place to one, talk to you guys about like topics that you want 
things that you want to talk about. I also want it to be a place where anyone can just get on there and vent if they have something going on in their life and they need support. I want it to be a place where maybe as a community, anyone that feels comfortable or wants to give advice or help to that person or whatever, I think it makes people feel less alone whenever there's a community, obviously. So I want it to be a place where you guys can get love and support, encouragement, whatever it is that you need. Use it as a place to just build people up and also chat about the podcast and let me know things that you want to hear from me and give me feedback, things you're liking. Maybe if you want guests, what kind of guests you want, that kind of stuff. I would love to talk about any of that stuff with you. Mental health tip of the week. Do one thing that you've been putting off for weeks. Okay. And it doesn't have to be anything super important. It can be literally like organizing your garage or it can be cleaning your white shoes. That is personally mine. That's what I'm going to do this week. So I want to hold you accountable. Go and do that one thing that you've been putting off for weeks that's going to make you feel so much better when you get it done, okay? And also, just a little reminder that you can do all the things that your mind tells you that you can't do. Also, just try to view this current season of your life. If you have no clue what tomorrow looks like, instead of viewing it as this awful anxiety-inducing thing, imagine how exciting it is. It's so exciting that you have no clue what's going to happen tomorrow. A lot of people can't say that. So just really try to enjoy the process for what it is and take every single moment and just put yourself into it and be present because it really, really is the little things and it can be so much fun. You just have to give yourself permission to enjoy the process because sometimes whenever we're in problem solving mode, we feel like we have to be moving and doing things constantly when really sometimes it might be that we need to rest and just do a little bit and you're going to see huge results. Just be kind to yourself during this time and know that everything is going to work out and you will figure it out. Every single thing is going to work out exactly how it's meant to. And you're going to end up exactly where you're supposed to with who you're supposed to be with. And when you meet the people that you're meant to spend your life with and the people that are going to be with you forever and you're doing what you're meant to be doing, you're going to be really happy that you never gave up and quit trying. And you're going to be really proud of yourself. But love you so much. Thank you for listening. I hope you guys have a great freaking start to your week and I will see you next Monday.